Good morning, Renewal family. Um, welcome to podcast number 43, just a few weeks out from our reaching our one-year goal. I don't know if that was a goal when we started out, but here we are. I got James and Tyler with me today, and uh, we're going to be talking about focusing on striving for the things that bring peace. And first, we're going to take a look at finding peace for ourselves and then how we can bring peace to others around us. To get started, though, I got a question for these guys, and the question is this. In three sentences or less, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? Easy. I would be an eagle because eagles can fly, and I can't fly, so that's easy. I would be a penguin because penguins can swim and slide down the rocks into the water, and that's always looked like a lot of fun to me. I think the animal I would have chose would have been um, a lion or bear, tiger, something that has speed, a little bit of strength, uh, maybe some good teeth and claws. All of these animals have special abilities, I think, and the, the eagle is one of the most powerful birds. Definitely the penguin is something that can do multiple things, and I think that's stuff that appeals to us. And so... A while back, I guess in November, I was talking to God about uh, Psalm 23, because James had challenged us to read through that uh, for part of Advent season. And before I was heading out on a run one day, Susie was with me and she said, hey, we're supposed to do that thing. And I was like, hey, I've got that kind of memorized. So I think while I run, I'll just kind of talk to God about Psalm 23. And uh, as I was doing that, the message that God came back to me with was, Mike, you're a sheep wasn't quite the deep revelation I was hoping for, but as I thought back over the psalm, I was like, hey, there's some, there's some depth to this, to being a sheep. There's some good things to being a sheep, and that's very in contrast to like the animal I really want to be because sheep are kind of, I don't know, they're kind of prey. They don't have a lot of defense mechanisms. They're just, they're just they don't do much other than produce wool, but God tells me I'm a sheep, uh, and I, you know, as I look back through this, the passage of scripture here, uh, I think there's a lot of benefits to me in a peace. And I think there's a lot that could kind of bring us towards peace in ourselves as we kind of like look at ourselves that way. Especially in this last year, I think we've had a lot of moments in our year where we wanted to fight, perhaps use teeth or claws or ball up your fists. Um, but being a sheep is, I think, a better alternative. So as we look through, let's just read through Psalm 23. And see what it says about being a sheep. Uh, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In this passage, we see that there are very few action steps for the sheep. Uh, all it says is, I shall not want. But as we look at the steps for the shepherd, uh, there's a lot. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters. He restores our soul. He guides us. 
Um, he comforts us. Even when we're in the valley of the shadow of death, he's there with us. Um, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And for me, that's very comforting. That brings peace to me because it's like, I don't need to be the one that goes out and fights for my pasture, fights for my water. I don't have to claim ground or go to acquire stuff because God has provided that all for me. And so for me, that puts me kind of in this peaceful state. And then I just realized that my job as a sheep isn't to do all those things, but to draw close to the shepherd, to stay close to the shepherd. And even as I realized that, I've realized that there's also some conflict within me because even as I read through like the shadow of the valley of death, I'm like, I still want to in my, in my inner being, I want to be that strong animal that like claws its way out of the valley by itself. And people see me and say, whoa, that's that tiger that clawed out of the big valley. Um, And so I find a little bit of conflict about what I want and what I'm, I feel like God's really calling me to do. And even this past week at work, I was struggling with some possible changes that might be coming. And my immediate reaction was like, what can I do to work the situation best for me? Um, And are there certain people I could talk to or things I can do or clever words I could put together to make this all work for me because there's other ways I don't want it to go? And already in my mind, I'm working through, there's a battle. I've created this battle and I'm ready to fight for it. And God was kind of bringing this back to me that, Mike, you're just a sheep. Just be a sheep in this spot. And it's like, there's comfort in that to back up and say, I don't need to go get anything. I don't need to do anything. I can allow God to take me to the pastures. I can allow him to take me to the waters. I can allow him to be restorative in my own nature And I can be a sheep and just lay at his feet and trust in him. And some some of you might be thinking at this point that that was interesting word from God, but maybe you don't see that Psalm 23 is really telling you that you need to be a sheep. Maybe it could be interpreted some other way. So I had another piece of scripture that we could look at where God maybe suggests that we be something else. Um, In John 15, if we look at that, God kind of asks us to be, you know, something big and powerful. Well, actually, it's not big and powerful. It's a branch. Let's read a little bit of that. Chapter 2 in John, book of John 15, 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. At this point, when I'm reading this, my mind immediately goes to the thought of, if God wants fruit, I can produce fruit. And I'm already thinking about setting goals for producing fruit. I'm thinking about strategies for how I can produce more fruit. Um, Because I want to be the best fruit producer there is. But this is one of those times in Scripture that we probably really should keep reading before we start making all those goals. Uh, As we get down to verse 4, it says this, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So as we go through this step, or through this piece of scripture, we also notice that there's no action step for the branch other than to abide in Christ. So when we abide in Christ, fruit happens. 
not because we're doing it, but because we're abiding. It's just a byproduct of being close to God. And this kind of parallels what I was trying to say earlier about being close to the shepherd. When you're close to the shepherd, you can find peace. You can produce fruit. I think our focus really needs to be, right, that's where we need to be first, your first step. How can I get close to God? How can I be at his feet? And I think back over just this last year and about all the things that came across our past to fight for um, or that at least stirred a spirit in us of like wanting to go to battle for something. I mean, we've had riots. We've had Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. We've had an election, you know, whether you're on the red side or the blue side, there was lots of things to get excited about. Um, We've talked about social injustice issues all year. And there's a lot of things that or get us worked up and want us, I feel like, man, there's things I need to fight for. I mean, I've talked to people about starting a third political party because I think, like, that's the answer. And I think at a lot of these times, really need to push in the clutch, tap the brakes, slow down, find my spot with the shepherd before I, like, step out. I think I want to remember that I'm a sheep and I want to be at peace before I start acting. And so this is the question I have, next question I have for James and Tyler here. Uh, because the fear I have when, when saying this is that people fall into two categories. One is that I can be a sheep and I can just sit on the couch with the Bible on my lap, binge Netflix, and I'm in a good spot, which might be too far to one side. And the other side would be that you are very passionate about the things you're involved in. And you really want to pursue those. And you're thinking, Murray's just telling me to slow down and I don't want to slow down. So I'm not listening to this and I'm going to just keep going. So my question for you guys is, how do you find balance between being a sheep and being salt and light in the world? That is a great question, Mike. I think for me, part of the key lies in just the concept of abiding with Christ. To me, it's, it's a real relational concept. Um, and I think in some ways it highlights maybe what many people in our society are struggling with to where, uh, they maybe feel deeply unsatisfied in their relationships in their life and in the place that they're at, the interactions they're having with people. And yet at the same time, they can't seem to stop watching six hours of Netflix a day. And I think that sometimes we, or, or can't stop scrolling social media. Um, and I think sometimes we engage people in a way that we think is going to be fruitful relationship, and yet it turns out that it's not. And so I'm I'm engaged with all these people in social media, and, and I think that that's what's going to lead to fulfilling relationships in my life, and yet all the studies show I'm just going to be more dissatisfied afterwards. I tune into Netflix after a long day of work because I think that's what it's going to take for me to be refreshed, and yet studies show that I will guarantee I'll sleep terribly and <laughs> I won't feel psychologically refreshed. And so I think it can be similar in our relationship with Jesus. I, I can think that what I really need to do is uh, read the whole Bible in a year and listen to more teaching, scriptural teaching podcasts. And I'm striving away at that. And yet I think somewhere in there, the person, Jesus Christ, is inviting us into a relationship. And so... Uh, for me, it's it's really about connecting with God. And I think if someone is really connecting on a relational level with the creator of the universe, uh, 
God will lead them. The shepherd will lead them to be active in the ways that he's calling them to be active. And they'll find incredible contentment and they'll find satisfaction in those things that they do. Yeah, I was going to say something kind of similar in that ultimately it's about kind of coming into alignment with what God wants and what we want. So a lot of times when we pray, if we were to pray for God to change our want to and our desire, I think that that would change a lot of the ways in which we live. But but the, rather the way we pray so often is more like rubbing the genie lamp and saying to God, like, would you bless the, the idea that I've already come up with? But I think the idea of this symbol or this, this uh, analogy of being a sheep is that a sheep listens closely to its master's voice because it's not quite sure where the next pasture is. And if we serve a God that does know those things, I really think about even in terms of like, who said this? It was King David, right? And David as a young boy was a shepherd. And I almost look at the inflection of that differently. The Lord is my shepherd. So if I want to be in with something, I want to be in with the one that's going to lead me to greener pastures. That's going to be the one that restores my soul, the one that's going to give me a life that is fulfilling. Now, as a sheep, I might decide for God a life that is fulfilling, but it would seem to me that if God's instructing us this way, it would seem that um, what God is trying to tell us is that the life that he has for us is good. And sometimes the life that we choose for ourselves, um, albeit Netflix at uh, bedtime before we go to sleep, um, may or may not be exactly what we need. So it's, it's for me, it's about um, a prayer of God to change my want to. Great answers, guys. I'm going to wrap this up with uh, another verse and kind of a, a weird family tradition we have is uh, at the Murray household, we like to try to choose a verse of the year, which is kind of like sometimes very successful. Sometimes we pick out some verses and go, wow, that was a perfect verse for the year. Sometimes we're like, oh, well, it's an okay verse, but maybe it didn't really apply to anything. This year, as we were sitting down and all trying to figure it out, because we also like to do an art project that goes with the verse of the year. Um, so we're trying to figure it out so we can do our art projects. We had different ideas around the room. And as I was sitting on the couch, I was like, oh, what would be a good theme for like 2021? And I was like, well, peace would be pretty good. And so I was like, you know, did the thing any good Bible scholar does and I went to Google and I searched Bible verses with beasts. And as I was flipping through a couple of pages, I came through one that was awesomely worded, but that's because they kind of changed some of the words. Um, and it was Romans 14, 19. The verse that the internet had was strive for things that peace bring and the things that build each other up, which sounds pretty good. Uh, one of the, the Bible versions I had was pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. And I think... Striving for the things for peace, I think immediately we all jump to some sort of idea about the things that I can do to bring peace to the world. It's the second half of that verse that is really an interesting one, because it also says to build each other up. And I think sometimes when we strive for peace, we may push other people out of our way that seem to be up against what we think is peaceful. But if I had the challenge to you that, hey, you need to bring peace to the world, but also in the same way, build up those that are opposed to you or maybe hold different views to you, um, that becomes a little bit different of a challenge. 
as we look at Jesus, right, as the social barriers that he crossed uh, in his world, and to like and kind of encourage us to have that same sort of mindset as we're looking at building each other up, that we're not just building up the people that are around us, not building up the people that are in church with us on Sunday or the people that have the same mindset as us, share the same political views that we do, but we'd go a little further outside of our circle to bring peace there and build those people up as well. The whole idea of the social barriers that he crossed when he was on the earth is kind of amazing because you think about it, he heals the servant of a Roman soldier And at this point, I mean, the Jews and the Romans are enemies. The Romans are occupying their country. It's crazy to think that you would actually help somebody out who is occupying your country. Um, He took in a tax collector to be part of his team. Tax collectors would have been seen as like um, traitors because they are collecting taxes for the Roman Empire. He talked with women. He invited women into his ministry. Huge taboo at that time. He talked with Samaritans, which were also religious enemies of the Jews, and even made one of them the hero of one of his stories. Um, He hung out with the lepers, the sinners, and the prostitutes. Jesus just didn't sit in his inner circle of people that were he was used to or comfortable with. He went out beyond that, and he built those people up. And that's my challenge to you guys this year is to like look for ways, strive for ways to bring peace and to do it in maybe avenues that you're not used to and also to do it with people that maybe you don't agree with. Uh, Susie is awesome at this. And just the other day we were talking and I was vending my frustrations about how hard it is to like deal with some people sometimes when they don't share your views. And she's like, oh, I just love them. And then I just appreciate their their different views and that they have a different view to me. And it's like, wow, that's a great heart to have. And, and then even as we were like talking about um, COVID issues and whether you're wearing masks or not wearing masks and how you kind of bend the rules for your own rules, uh, Susie had brought up this idea of other people are out there sacrificing and making sacrifices um, to reduce the spread. And she finds it like that it would be really offensive to them if she's not wearing a mask. Why can't she do her part to help them out? And so that's just kind of the spirit that we're talking about is like, well, let's look to other people first and how we can help them out. All right. That's all I had for us. Hey, when do you guys want to close in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for the call that you've given out to each of us to be one of your sheep. Thank you for watching over us like a good shepherd. Thank you for showing us where to eat and drink. Thank you for showing us the path to walk on and providing for us a life that is fulfilling and a life where we can come to a place of of true contentment and peace in knowing you and living out the life you've called us to. And so uh, we just ask that you would empower us to live as your people in the coming week. And as we follow you, uh, you would turn our hearts towards our brothers and sisters uh, walking around us, and we would be following you and loving them uh, with each breath that we take. And uh, we just thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.